Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Colin and Company. Uh, this is another Rewind episode, and we're going back to 2017, specifically September 25th, 2017. This is the episode where Dalen and I talk about Al Capone and some other stuff. It's probably one of my more favorite episodes. Without further ado, here's that episode. Hello and welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, episode 27. My name is Colin. And I'm Dalen. Yay! Oh, I cut you off. I, I stopped you from your little noise that you always do. Yes. How dare you? Not today. <laughs> How Not frack dare you? Day. Making me all sad and shit. So how's Flo Rida land? You know, we got crazy people doing crazy things. So, you know, we're doing pretty good. Yay. Still got tourist attractions because for some reason people think that it's a good idea to come here. I uh, mean, you're driving in money for the state, apparently. Or whatever. Yeah, some shit like that. Still don't think that's a good idea. Just but like people are here, so why not? I guess. Might as well take their money. Take all um, of their money with with Disney and Bush Gardens. Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm like there's Disney. Universal. There's Universal. There's Bush Gardens. We show gardens and uh beaches everywhere. And all the tourist traps in this the great is it Sunshine State? Is that the your state motto? Yeah. Technically speaking. I mean, you guys call it the Sunshine State. We call it the Lightning Capital of the World. Nonetheless, well, there's different. Like, <laughs> Illinois is a land of Lincoln. Yeah, we we're the Sunshine State. You guys call it the Sunshine State. Everyone here calls it Hell. I mean, uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. The nicknames of <laughs> yeah, no, it's the Sunshine State. You were right. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was like, so we also have Gator. Let's see. There's Gator. You can call it Gatorland. Uh, Zombieland. Is that what you call it? Is that what Wikipedia says? Um, I'm just saying these are other options that I feel like would be fantastic other names for Florida. Sweet. <laughs> Beach attractions. You could always just call it straight up hell. That's that's always a good one. Yeah. Uh, fantastic one. According to the Wikipedias, <laughs> there are Alligator State, Everglade State, Flower State, Gulf State. Fu- wait, we got the fucking Flower State? I don't know how much I trust it. How the dick did we get that? I don't know. I've got okay. Continue. Sorry, I cut you off. <clears throat> According to this website, and this is this is the reference that Wikipedia points to. It says the Flower State, and also and sometimes referred to as the land of flowers for the wild flowers that are so abundant from border to border. I think they're high off their ass, but that I'm never... about to say, like, what the hell are they smoking? Because <laughs> that shit, like, the only the only Florida flower that you might be able to get is like the the fact that it's like the dude who founded the place was. Uh, name was Florence or some shit like that and that's why we got the name Florida in the first place so like how the fu- I don't know how the hell they got flowers out of that shit I mean that dude might have liked flowers but he did not get them here I don't know you know what he got, you know what he got here swamp ass Ooh, that's it that's the worst <laughs> that's about it <laughs> this is a swamp ass alert um, the other thing swamp ass. <laughs> I said gulf state orange state I don't know if I really believe that as much anymore orange groves are fucking abundant oh okay so you got to split Florida into three ways. If you like split it like into threes, it's like there's the skinny part up top near like all the other states, like near the Alabamas handle. and whatnot. Yeah, that, that's the panhandle. There's that top piece. Then there's like a little middle piece. And then there's like down south with the Miamis and St. Pete, like farther than me. In that middle piece, there's a shit ton of orange groves. Really? Yeah, there's shite tons of orange groves. I mean, that'd be cool there. to check out like one of them. I'm not going to lie, like drive I, by and see all that I shit. I know, they're, they're gorgeous, but there we don't have orange we don't have orange groves in missouri 
Yeah, you don't. Nor Illinois. Like, no, we got like corn. You got, orange, got corn. Corn is very boring to drive by. Oh my god, and especially cutting through like central Illinois. Oh my god. And then the Peninsula State or Peninsular State, and then the official one is the Sunshine State. That one's a true one, even though it's funny because people come down here and then like they're like, "I thought this was the Sunshine State." We're like, "Yeah, bitch, they lied because it's always raining." <laughs> Especially when people come down here for like summer and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, it's so nice, and then it's raining every day. It's like, but Ugh. why is it raining all the time? It's like. This is what we deal with. No, thanks. We don't like it here. Save us. We're like the, the little green men from Toy, from Toy Story. Yeah. The claw. The claw is the one that tells us when to go, when to stay. It's like everyone's just kind of trapped here. We just kind of wait on the claw to move us. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. For Illinois, we've got the land of Lincoln because Abraham Lincoln, he, while he was not born in Illinois, he lived in... There he grew up. He he didn't grow up there. He like moved to Springfield, Illinois, to be like a lawyer and stuff. And the Prairie State, like Prairie Dogs. Yes, but not Prairie. Like not the dogs. Like the 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 grassland that they live in. Yeah. Corn State, which that's completely true. And then this one, I find this is kind of obnoxious. Garden of the West. This is a goddamn movie. Yeah, like, really someone's gonna, like someone's gonna die a tragic death, and then there's gonna be an epic love story, and they're gonna kiss under the, like in a meadow in front of a grave. It's one of those type of movies. Like it's from like the fucking when they first started getting cameras and shit, and they're like, oh, "This will be great." It's like that's what that that's all I can think of when that when you say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this nickname, Garden of the West, came about because of the rolling prairies of Illinois and the miles of cultivated fields. That made Illinois one of the leading producers of corn and later soybean. We have a lot of soybean farms as well. Y'all are the reason tofu is so damn abundant. For Missouri, there's the only one that I'm familiar with, because there's apparently some other ones. Show Me State, and that's the one that... I've heard that one. That's that's what they use. That's the official state motto, or like the state, state not motto, nickname, and the, um, like the ones that they usually put on license plates. Bullion one state was another one. Bullion, like a gold, like gold. Bullion. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Can we go back for just a second? How the hell did all these other things get like names for like what they what like what's around? Like we're the Sunshine State, and you're like the like the prairie or the Prairie State or whatever the hell. And then like someone's like, no, this is the Show Me State. I don't believe you. It's like how the hell did that work? I'm actually gonna look up where they came from. But, the fuck did, like how many people how many people come from there and just like nah I don't believe you show me I think that's actually the attitude and what state is state. that do we have any viewers from that state what any listeners from that state please uh, what what state is the show me state forget is it Missouri Missouri so yeah no like hey yo Missouri peoples like what the hell is, like, <laughs> I'm alienizing have like part of your peoples but like yo it's fine what, like what's ha- what's going on that you just need everyone to show you everything the most widely known story gives credit to Missouri's U.S. Congressman Willard Duncan Van Diver for coining the phrase in 1899. During a speech in Philadelphia, he said, I come from a state that raises corn, cotton, cockleburs, and Democrats. And frothy eloquence neither convinces nor satisfies me. I am from Missouri. You have got to show me. The phrase now used to describe the character of Missourians, not gullible, conservative, and unwilling to believe without adequate evidence i mean yes and no 
I don't know. They're not really Democrats anymore. It's mostly Republicans, but interesting how that switches sometimes. Yeah, it's like a state will be like it'll be so blue, and then they'll just turn completely red. Like, I, I, I mean, it's know. not it's not like instant. It's over time. Yeah, no, none, nonetheless, it's still just an interesting shift. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things I've realized to look at is trends and how trends affect things. Um, yep. So, like, like you know me, and you know how I hate math. Mm-hmm. I realized one thing that I absolutely love doing is looking up stocks and like how far that how far back they go and watching their business go, grow, shrink, and all that type of shit. Uh huh. And like, and I really love cross referencing it with history because I'm a fucking nerd. And like, I think I was looking at watching Amazon versus Google, and I was just like looking at how their stocks like went past each other. And I think I even put Nintendo in there. And it's just great how you can see like all these different events pop one all the way up, and then maybe another one drop, or maybe another one goes up along with it while another one drops. And it's it's just I found out that I really really enjoy that. Yeah. It's hella weird. It's hella random, but I have so much like. No, it's that's cool that you're interested in in the market. Don't get me wrong. I would never actually try to like play stocks and actually like try to make money off of it. But yeah. I would definitely watch it for days. Like if I could be a historian where I just kind of look at stocks and cross reference mm-hmm. it with history, I'd have a fun time for a long time. Okay, I was I was wrong about <clears throat> Missouri being red. I mean, a lot of the counties are red, and I mean. This was more so back then, but it used to be a swing state for presidential elections. Like, you know, it kind of it kind of went back and forth. But the since two thousand, they voted Republican. But it's not like, you know, if you had to look on a map of like states that are like, you know, clearly red or clearly blue, I actually looked on a map and it was gray. It kind of goes back and forth more so. <clears throat> but I think when that guy gave that speech in eighteen ninety nine. It was mostly a Democrat state, I want to say. I could be wrong. That's just, that's really interesting. So, a single dude has coined a phrase for an entire state. I think they just kind of rolled with it. I don't know. It's, a, I mean, it's someone who's, who's a representative of the state. Congressman. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty neat. If, if you could coin, if you could change something from your, like, change your state to have its own slogan based off of completely what you... Just completely off of you, what would it be? I don't know. I I mean, I would probably pick Illinois more than Missouri because I've only lived here for three years. And what would, and what would it be? For Illinois? Yeah. The land of corruption. Ooh. Damn, you want to you talk about that one? I mean, like I can do like a, a Reader's Digest, like TLDR version. Calm down. I mean, it's kind of a play like the land of Lincoln, land of corruption. I mean, I didn't do a cool like alliteration, but it's like the... Where Chicago's at, that that area, Cook County, they are pretty much like, they kind of like feel like they run everything, and it's kind of true. I mean, a bunch of offices, like state offices are up in Chicago. I mean, there's like, there's still stuff in Springfield where the capital's at, but it's just, when the state votes in like a, an election, yeah. it's usually heavily, well, like presidential election, it's heavily... Democrat, and that's because of Chicago. There's so many people in that area, and it mostly goes blue. And like, if you looked at a breakdown of like a, of the presidential election, <laughs> if you looked at like a breakdown of that, like if you looked at a county map, you see that Chicago and a couple areas outside of Chicago are blue, but every other county is red. 
but since there's so much focus on Chicago, it's just like it's just such a powerful. I don't know. They've been since 1992. They've been Democrat. Like every election in a row has been blue. Um, and that's not the corruption part. It comes with the uh, we've had four governors in jail. Holy like, dick! Like previous governors in jail, and like I kid you not, and this is. It's just it's just how the politics are. It's, it's just this is gross, and it's just like you could do this better. The because the one governor tried selling because Barack Obama it was a what was he sent no not senator before president. Uh, uh he was. I should know, but I don't care enough. Barack he was, was a senator. A, he was well, a, he was oh, a senator. I thought I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was. He's he a senator from Illinois, and the governor Blagojevich got caught trying to sell his seat to the Senate, which you cannot do. That's illegal. Like, that's just... God damn. There's so much, there's so mean... much there. Well, I mean, there's other stuff. Blagojevich was impeached and removed for office for corruption. He solicited bribes for political appointments, including Barack Obama's vacant U.S. Senate seat after he was elected president in 2008. So, yeah, it's him... It's there's like three other governors that went to jail for not the same thing, but I think it was all mostly corruption charges. Yeah, if you if you go on um, Wikipedia and you go to like Illinois, there's a page where it's like under politics. It says history of corruption. Holy politics shit. in the state have been infamous for highly visible corruption. In 2006, former Governor George Ryan was convinced of racketeering and bribery, le- leading to a six-and-a-half-year prison sentence. In 2008, I already, I already talked about Blagojevich. They had a, in the late 20th century, a congressman was imprisoned for mail fraud. Former governor was imprisoned. Wait, for mail fraud? Yep. I don't know that one. The, his name is Dan Rostenkowski. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that story as well. But I mostly know... I think his neighbor was just tired of him looking like getting his mail all the time. Uh, I mean, I think there's more to it than that. I'm pretty sure, but like, I just like to think that it's something really, really dumb. Like, he's like, "Oh, I really like this Amazon package. I'm keeping it." <laughs> like some stupid shit. That's just my idiotic brain thinking that would be funny. But you know, <laughs> here we go. So I looked up the Dan Rostin Rostinkowski. It's actually kind of interesting. Rostinkowski. He was was the congressman. His political career ended in 1994 after a two-year investigation by the Justice Department. In a case led by future Attorney General Eric Holder, Rostenkowski was indicted. Is that the word? He was indicted on corruption charges for his role in the post office scandal, which goes to another link. Forced to step down later that year after winning primary, he lost his seat in an air election and retired. Uh, charges against Rostenkowski keeping ghost employees on his payroll, so paying salaries at taxpayer cent. So essentially, non-real employees just wasting their money, using congressional funds to buy gifts such as chairs and ashtrays for friends, diverting taxpayer funds to pay for vehicles used for personal transportation. <laughs> just taxpayer puns. That'd be bad. Can we? Can we? Can we? The idea of taxpayer puns that. <laughs> That, that makes me giggle way too much. That should not be a thing. Tampering with a grand jury witness and trading in officially purchased stamps for cash at the house post. That's just a, that's just a dick ton of stuff, bro. Like, what the hell? Yep. Like, why so much? 
I guess know. if you got to go out, you might as well go out with a bang. I mean, I would have went out personally. I'd go out on like a murder or something. I but... mean, I don't think it was. I don't think it was all at once. I think it was just like things that he is that guy has done. In... No, but like if at, if at one point you're gonna get caught anyway, you might, it's like you might as well. Like you know, I'm getting real tired of Jared down the street. Might as well beat his ass. Mm-hmm. No, like, it's it's like stuff like like the mail fraud. It's like that's the little charge. Like it's like the Al Capone thing. He got you know why Al Capone got locked up? Fucking uh, bullshit! Like off tax evasion. Yeah, it's, kind it's of the bad. little things that you know. Oh, that we can't catch you in the act for doing the serious stuff. We're gonna lock you away for the little min- minuscule stuff. That's how they get him. A hundred thousand years or something. Yeah, shit. something Fucking insane. Bro, you know what? I like. I love that you did bring up Al Capone because I fucking Al Capone is one of my favorite historical people. Like he's he's something. His story is probably one of my favorite stories in all of history. Definitely up there. Like I said, I'm a huge history nerd. But like Al Capone's one of my favorite. The way he like ran against the prohibition, which was in and of itself really dumb. But like just in general, my dude started some of the first soup kitchens. Like. He was a gang. He was a huge gangster, a huge against the people as far as what he was doing, technically speaking. But he was also like so much of a thoughtful person. Like he was like no one didn't like Al Capone, like personally, even cops walk up to him like, hey, bro, I know your gang's like murdering people around the corner, but like you're cool. I mean, he did it for a reason. He's trying to be on everyone's good side. I know. And like. Even if it was very much a power play to make sure, like, he had the public on his side. Yeah. He was still really good at it. And nonetheless, he was, even, like, if you scrapped most of the stuff, he was still a generally decent person. Like, he was just a generally decent person as long as you didn't start fucking with his illegal money. Uh, (laughs) Like, once you got to that point and started fucking with him and his money and his family, then he gave no dicks. But, like, before that, he was, like, he's actually, he was, like, pretty chill guy all things considered. And I love that about him. He's like the real life embodiment of some of these superhero villains that we see in like movies. Yeah. Like, they're like, hmm, yes, I'm cool, calm, and collected about all these things that are happening. And it's all because I decided to put things into play. But yeah. like, he was like the real life version of that. He would go to the opera and just chill out. It's like, what's up, dudes? I'm just here to watch the opera. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a cool guy. He's obviously not a good guy. He killed a whole bunch of people i mean let's look at the valentine's day massacre i do wonder how much blood is actually on al capone's hands like i've done a bit of study but i don't actually know i don't know i don't i don't know his whole like rap sheet including people killed by his well well no that's people included by his order i would love to know i would love to maybe i'll actually do some looking into that but i would love to know like because again like i said al capone huge fan of (laughs) i'm a huge fan of al capone like obviously not not the illegal gangster killing people part. It's like, I know, I, I feel like, I don't know why I feel like I need to make that distinction, but like, I'm a fan of Al Capone and like, more or less how he did things versus like what he did. Yeah. But like, his mindset of how he did things was really legit. And I loved Al Capone for that. Here we go. Here's a list. This is from Wikipedia. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. According to Guy Murchie Jr. from Chicago Daily Tribune, which is, you know, now the Chicago Tribune, 33 people died as a consequence of Al Capone. So related, not related to him, but like it's, it was his, like they could draw back and say, oh, that was his doing. Hmm. I would love to see how many people were killed by like Al Capone's own hand. I mean, that would be. My guess is very little. I don't know. 
I mean, of course, he's a, I mean, he's a mob boss. He didn't have to do it himself. But, like, I do want to know how much blood was on his hands, especially in the making of becoming a huge mob boss. Like, obviously, to get, you had to wrestle a couple Jimmys. Like, a couple people had to go. So, like, I wonder how many people Al Capone was like, well, no one else is going to do this. Like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be a great thing. To, it'd be a great thing for history to know. Al Capone was from uh, Brooklyn. He, yeah, grew, he, he grew up in Brooklyn. He was a Brooklyn baby. Yeah. He had a, a mobster and invite him from New York to Chicago. This Johnny Torrio. Papa Johnny. Yep. Um, Little Papa Johnny. Papa, Papa John. I, w- I wonder, do I still have... I, I'm going to go looking through my old Google Drive and shit to see if I can find this old-ass project I had to do. Because I had to do a project on Al Capone. Or we got to choose, and of course I chose Al Capone because why well, the of course. fuck wouldn't you choose Al Capone? He was boss of the brewery, illegal brewery transportation network thing organization at 26. When I say dude made his moves early, dude made his moves. Oh, absolutely. The reason he is so synonymous with like being a mob boss is because my dude gave no fucks in, t- in terms of like in terms of waiting. He's like, Nah, give it like two seconds. Perfect, kill him. And it's like he did not care. He was very much of this is the time. Go do it. He he made his moves as soon as he saw it was a good time. He was a very intelligent person. The only part of Al Capone's life that really made me like sad was the end of his life. Yep, that was spent in a ranch somewhere here in Florida because this is where people come to die. That's exactly what he did. Came here to do. Palm Island, Florida. Yep, Palm Island, Florida. Like that was one of the few things. Al Capone has some great quotes. If you like, look back. I actually can embody to some extent. So, like I'm like, yes, I I appreciate the thought behind it. Again, not the actual killing that came from it, but the actual knowledgeable yeah. thought behind it. Um, Dude. I don't, oh, I don't. I forgot he was in Alcatraz for a little bit. No, no, he went to Alcatraz. They locked his ass up. But here's the thing. My dude. Your dude. Had, you make it sound like I, you hung out with him. You, yeah, bro. That I was like 70 out, years ago, man. Dude, I hang out with Al Capone all the time. Uh, okay. But no, like, my dude, he didn't stop trapping from Alcatraz. They put this nigga on an island by himself, and, like, he was still trapping. Like, sending letters like, yep, I need this person killed, that person killed. He was just sending letters from it. He had like a furnished cell, like a fully furnished cell. His cell looked nicer than my room. Oh yeah, the the <laughs> at um Eastern State Penitentiary. Like that is ridiculous. How do they send you to the worst prison and you're just like, I need to spruce this place up. Maybe a couple curtains. You know, I might need a dresser as well. What's the threat count on these? Oh, these are three hundred threats. No, no, absolutely not. Like that's ridiculous. That's amazing. I don't care how you spit it. That's true. Speaking of like prisons and stuff, there is a podcast that I've been getting into lately. It's called Ear Hustle. And so it's kind of just stories from inside a prison. So I'll read the little synopsis. This is from their website. Ear Hustle brings you stories of life inside prison shared and produced by those living it. The podcast is a partnership between Erlon Woods and Antoine Williams, currently incarcerated at San Quentin State Prison, and Nigel Poor. So it's those two guys who are prisoners, and then Nigel Poor are like, it's Erlon and Nigel who are, they are the hosts. 
Team works in San Quentin's media lab to produce stories that are sometimes difficult, often funny, and always honest, offering a nuanced view of people living within the American prison system. And it's part of this podcast network called Radiotopia, which also holds like 99% Invisible and a couple other podcasts. But it's, I heard about it when I was listening to 99% Invisible. I'm like, all right, let's let's give this a listen. And it's like really cool to hear these stories. Like they just talked about, uh, mm-hmm. it says, the need to nurture and show love for another living being or in San Quentin parlance looking out. Is an essential human impulse. Always away from your family and friends in prison, this can be the, if not impossible. Sure, guys, create strong bonds among them, alleviate the pain of missing family. Like in the inside, some people relate better to animals than people. This story focused on a guy whose nickname was Roach. Um, yeah. He changed the spelling of it because he's like, it felt like the people were being disrespectful for calling him a roach, like the animal, but it's spelled differently. They described him as like, you know, the one co-host, uh, Erlon, he's like, he's like, he's like living Jesus. You know, he's got dreads, doesn't, you know, usually not wearing any shoes when he sits outside. So he's like sitting on the, sitting on the sidewalk, Indian style, with shoes off, you know, coloring, laid back dude. And he like, this brooch guy talks about how he had like all these different pets and how he's like, he gets along better with like pets because of his like troubled past or whatever. And, you know, he was in and out of foster home and he was living with, you know, friends, parents, families, whatnot, you know, going from family to family. And so it's like, he always found a connection with animal and most pets aren't allowed in prison. So he like makes a way, you know, he found a, a bird on the sidewalk and, you know, he befriended it and able to bring it back into a cell. Apparently he was able to, have like you know he would feed he felt like it was a black widow near his cell one time and like he was Ugh. feeding it flies i'm like that's impressive i don't know you don't want to screw around with a black widow i mean but, i guess if you got nothing else to do yeah especially when i think he had a, a pretty long sentence like the co-host has a 31 years to life prison Which... sentence for attempted second degree robbery and then it's just a really cool like concept oh man and then since this is created at the prison and with prisoners inside the prison they have to get it approved like it has to be (laughs) approved by an official and they have a public information officer who you know they're like since this is produced and created with you know inmates at san quentin you know we have this guy to approve it and he's like recording i'm lieutenant sam robertson i approve this episode because like you have to, because it's like, you know, they, they don't want to be saying stuff that they're allowed or not allowed to say. I would like for them to just once, just like, I hope they can get close enough with the, the lieutenant. Like, look, l- lieutenant, just just once, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Just don't do your little piece. Just I mean, once. I'm pretty sure they already record it once and just reuse. The... Yeah, but like to just get the permission to just not use it one time, just so everyone will kind of be like, wait, wait, the thing wasn't there. Did, did they approve this? And then, like, just go right back to it like there was never anything different. And just never, ever talk about it. And just watch the internet that enjoys that podcast just blow the hell up. I just feel like it'd be great. Some people want to watch the world burn. I may or may not be an arsonist. Apparently, and it's, like, on here, like, because they had to put a fine print on their website. All of Ear Hustle's episodes are reviewed and approved by an official at San Quentin. Due to the unique nature of our production, we do not respond to outside requests or pitches for material. We also do not comment on any inmate activity beyond episodes. Holy shit. 
Yeah, no, it's a really neat idea. Oh, man. Ugh. Prison is not a thing that interests me in the slightest. Well, that would be good, because prison is pretty not great, from what I've heard. You know, it's weird, though, that there's an entire population that says quite the opposite. Yeah, this is true. Since it's like, they could work hella hard out of prison and get scraps and not be able to live normally. Mm-hmm. Or they could do, like, some petty crime, be in prison, get fed three times a day. Like, it's weird, but there have been actual people I've met and talked to that have, like, expressed the other side of that thought. Really? Where the prison system is definitely fucked and it's just, like, not working. Oh, absolutely not. It's like, I I feel like we all understand very well that I'm not the favored person when it comes to, like, police officers. I'm pretty sure that alone could have a ton of stories (laughs) of my police interactions. Uh Uh-huh. But no, like, it's a weird thought that there are people who are just like, I mean, I could also just not go to jail. And it's an actual thing. It's like a very real thing that people do. It's not a good thing. It's not like it's a damning thing because now they really can't get anything else out of their lives because like now they're left with a charge on them or whatever it might be. But like, just in general, just the fact that people are saying, you know, I could go to prison. That's not how that's supposed to work, usually. Right. But a weird thing that happens in the U.S. I don't know. I just know, for me at least, that, uh, you know, prisons, police officers, I always have a interesting thought on them. I don't know. Like, I, I, get, it. I get it. Yeah, it's like, it's an, obviously a dividing thing, but just it's just, it's, I just always find it interesting to hear the other responses. And not everyone, obviously, but, you know. Right. I'm, I'm talking about the... uh. The vocal minority. Still sucks how Al Capone died. I know. He uh, died of mental illness, more or less. Yeah. It's like his mental illnesses killed him slowly. Kind of sad. Yeah. If I'm correct, he stopped eating because of his, like, he went to some form of insanity or some mental illness. Yeah. Well, it's Uh, like he he had dementia because of his syphilis. That's what it was. Syphilis, dementia. Syphilitic and, dementia. Syphilitic dementia. Mm-hmm. That was, he's, he was already showing signs of syphilitic dementia early in his sentence, and he became increasingly debilitated. This, worse worse. this was the line that I found interesting. In 1946, his physician and a Baltimore psychiatrist performed examinations and concluded that Capone had, a men, had the mentality of a 12-year-old child. Yep. That's fucked up. Like, he had this giant home that his wife would watch him... I think there was a story that he sat in an empty pool. Like, more or less kind of playing with toys. Like, it was demoralizing to see. Wow. Like, I'm not sure how true that is. That could be very, very wrong, or I might be mashing a couple stories together, but that was one of the things I was just like, damn, okay. Then he had a stroke. Yeah, passed. passed. Had had pneumonia, and then he got a cardiac arrest, and, uh... Passed away. Like everything. It was it's kinda messed up, but I went through a little bit of everything before he kicked over. Oh, he was not that old. Wow. He wasn't super old. He was like I want to say thirty something. Forty-eight. Forty-eight? Mm, okay, I was off. So being that we've been talking a lot of history here, I'm gonna continue to I'm gonna continue in this because I of course can. Um how much do you know about a Japanese Japanese warring monk group called the Iku Iki. I don't know. We should save that for next time. 